You're listening to Clock Radio Speakers with Armand and Doc. It was all good just a week ago until I actually heard Cher. And then, oh man. It basically sounded sounded like a uh, like a wannabe Wu-Tang Forever leftover. Which I'm not mad at. Right. Um, it's not this. No. Um, although, granted, I'm here, you know, I'm watching a YouTube video of uh, a YouTube video of somebody like recording it through speakers, not exactly pristine quality. And, yeah. then, and then it's just Cher singing, like clearly Cher. And you're like, hmm. See, when <sighs> I think of Cher, I think of that South Park episode from a long time ago when Believe was out. Oh, God. And Believe was like, I think she sang Believe and like a demon came out or something like that. Like it, like it channeled up a demon or something. But whatever. Um, yeah, I don't want to talk about that. Well, so are we, are we live or are we recording? Uh, <laughs> hey, guys. <laughs> this, is what, this is what Doc and I do before the show. We like... We figure out, all right, what are we going to talk about? Is this worth talking about? You know, we'll get suggestions from you guys. We'll bounce them off of each other. Hey, can this be a topic? And, you know, the topic came up of, uh, you know, the Wu-Tang, the new Wu-Tang album and Cher being a, uh, a feature on the album. And Doc, you said she has two, she has two songs on there, right? Two appearances? Yeah, supposedly. Do you hear do you hear my voice just deflating as I say that out loud? You sound like um remember the episode of Friends when Joey couldn't say supposedly, he kept saying supposedly. <laughs> supposedly. <laughs> That's what that sound like. But uh yeah, so we're not going to talk about that. I think we've done all of the talking about Wu-Tang. Unless you want to say something else, Doc, you. You want to talk about the Wu CD ROM? You want to talk about that or something? Uh no. Um do do you want to so we can we can we could start with the things that we're not going to spend time on. We're not going to spend time on this Wu Tang secret album right now. Nope. We're not going to spend time on the Carters in an elevator. Nope. Um, I think you guys have memed that out. That is going to join the ranks of Olivia, uh, Michelle from Full House, and Manny Pacquiao as being really ugly pictures with disgruntled sayings with really bad Instagram filters on top of each other. So, nope, that's not going to get the clock radio speakers treatment. I'm sorry. You, you, we're not going frame by frame. Tell the people what's really going on. <laughs> no, we're not going to do a 50 cent and, and do play by play voiceovers of what we think was said in the elevator. That's just not going to happen. We could. Yeah, you said frame by frame, like track by track. <laughs> I just got there. You're st- <laughs> All right. So I think that's it, right? We can we can pretty much uh, divulge into everything else, right? Yeah, so so what are the good people listening to, Armand? What, what, what have they if they if this is their first time here? What have they stumbled onto? What is this? If you're like me, you're reading the packaging, you're reading the credits. You know what I'm saying? You've ripped the packaging off your CD, and you listen to Clock Radio speakers. Um, I'm your host, Armand. The other voice that you hear is Doc. Uh, the official Twitter handle of all things Clock Radio speakers is at CRS Podcast. CRS, the letters, not C E E A R E E S S. What else? Did I somebody just, really think that was the handle? Nah, I just okay. wanted to make sure. <laughs> I was going to say, I was I like. I just wanted to dummy proof it. That's all. all right. um, you know, clockradiospeakers.com. That's iTunes. That's SoundCloud. That's Facebook. All that stuff. I'm not going to give you the whole rundown. Just go to clockradiospeakers.com. Everywhere that you can connect with us is right there. And then also on the Pulse Radio. 
uh, Sunday nights, 10 p.m. to 12 a.m. And then replays on Monday afternoon from 12 to 2 Eastern. And that is uh, either the Pulse Radio, the Pulse-Radio.com or um, the TuneIn app. Um, download TuneIn app, which you should have anyway, because it's a really dope app. And just search Pulse TPC. So let me actually clear something up because um, we always say iTunes and SoundCloud, which is obviously very accurate because we've got direct links. But if you are not a Mac or an iPhone user, if you don't use iTunes in any way, shape or form, if you have a podcast client, you just search for Clack Radio Speakers. It should yeah. show up. Yeah. Um, I use, if you have Android, I really, really like um, Pocket Cast. It's two ninety nine, but it's totally worth it. It has Comcast or not Comcast. It has Comcast. Good Lord. <laughs> it has Chromecast <laughs> integration. So... You know, instead of me plugging up my phone or Bluetooth in my phone, um, you know, to my, my, my laptop, or my desktop, I can just play the podcast directly to my television. Um, and yeah, it, it, it works really well. As soon as the episode is up on iTunes, it's probably about, a I don't know, an hour, an hour difference or something like that. But it'll be on SoundCloud if you just can't wait. Right. So, um, I mean, and, and, <laughs> tell them what's really good. No. Uh, and where can the good people who are listening find you on Twitter? Uh, at Armand Wake Up, A R M O N D Wake Up, all one word. Shout out to everybody who was uh, doing the good uh, Kairos Week, following us there. We'll talk about that in a second. Um, and then everybody who tuned into Cypher Week, a lot of eyes on Clock Radio speakers for Cypher Week, Doc. Why is that? What is Cypher Week? Well, what Cypher Week was was um, the post that or the post that the Post Radio did a um, they did a week where they just dedicated it to the MCs in the Ohio area. So the majority of the MCs were, of course, here in Columbus, but we had some people come down from Dayton, from Toledo, from, uh, I believe, somebody from Cleveland came, which is two and a half hours. That's crazy. Um, and, you know, there's a lot of rapidy raps and a lot of the talks, you know, classic verses, classic MCs, greatest this, greatest that. A lot of it referenced back to Clock Radio Speakers, and I wasn't the one doing the referencing. It was other people saying, yeah, I heard about on Clock Radio Speakers when you yada, 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 yada. So. <laughs> You know, shout out to all of, all the, the listeners and then the people who said that they, you know, they they had been looking to hear a show that just nerded out about hip hop. Here hmm. we are. So we we will we will scratch that itch. Interesting. So, well, interesting. So, uh, yeah. So welcome, everybody. <laughs> this is your first time listening. Welcome. Um, so you mentioned Cairo speak before. Yeah. So if you are new to the program, uh, this is Kairos yeah L- little project dropped about a year ago about a year ago yeah and, and you've got kairos week Ex- explain to the good people what kairos week is well basically you know i just believe that an album if it's good enough to have a longer shelf life than a year um then it's gonna have that so i believe that kairos still has legs so what we wanted to do is we wanted to number one introduce reintroduce it to the people who may not have heard it the first time and also, you know, give a, a deeper understanding of just the concept of Kairos and, and, and celebrate and, and um, give to those who support it from the beginning. So, you know, every day this week, if you uh, follow me on Instagram or on Twitter at Armand Wake Up, um, every day at 521 p.m. Eastern, we will be um, leaking day by day the schedule for Kairos week. It'll be next week from May 19th to the 23rd. Uh, we've already announced that, you know, we're going to kick it off with Snooze Button 3, which will be a mixtape um, that Doc is engineering so wonderfully. 
Um, and then uh, May 20th will be a, a video for one of the songs off Kairos, Poor Effort. And, you know, tomorrow, well, since Doc likes to, Doc, you don't wait till the morning no more. Like, you drop the episodes, like, the night we record them. <laughs> I'm just like. For the people. I'm not mad at it. I'm not mad at it, at it at all. I think it's a great idea. I think it gives people the, the jump. I mean, plus you step your mic game up, so it's a little easier, uh, you know. Ah, uh, you know. We, you know. A little easier to edit, you know. Sure. It's sure. not It's not like it's 2004 where I'm like, you know, f- filtering out every background noise humanly possible. <laughs> and and we're, um, I'm recording on Real Producer. Oh, man. <laughs> so, yeah. The, so just The struggle was real. Um, oh, it was, it was so authentic, so authentic. So yeah, that that's pretty much what's going on. But hey, mystery person who hasn't really talked, what's going on with you? Uh, I was actually going to say one more thing. You didn't even plug Praise Break yet. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Oh man! Look, I've been super busy the last few weeks. I'm sorry. Praise Break. Grind, my my Grussell has been on one hundred thousand trillion. I'm telling y'all, I'm really gonna bring back uh, paper towel. Uh, Headbands dot like I'm super I'm super serious about that. I'm gonna get I'm I normally you know I I normally I don't pop for the bounty you know what I'm saying I'm not paying three or four dollars for one roll of paper towels I'll I'll get the the the, the cheap brand or whatever nah, nah. A, a step up a step up from the cheap brand because the cheap brand is just absolute cheap I'll pay a little more <laughs> but I'm gonna get like the actual bounty the rough joints and I'm gonna use it and I'm a you know what I'm saying I'm gonna go on Pinterest I'm gonna find out how to fold it into a, the shape of a headband and I'm a rocket. You could do all Watch. sorts of hats. You could do like the, the tri-corner <laughs> like Patriot kind of hat. You could do you could do a whole sort of a, 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 a Kairos paper towel headwear week. Um, <laughs> we could sell we could sell that too. Right. We could bring on Bounty as a sponsor but um, Bounty holler at me. <laughs> Call me William B. Holler and I will holler. But yeah, Praise Break is available right now. Uh, that is a... Uh, <laughs> so you want to talk sh- about Praise Break, and now I want to figure out how are you skimping on paper towels? There's certain things you can't skimp on. Like, you can't skimp on Q-tips because those the generic ones are awful. You can't... Uh, you, look. look, I'm still going off of the same thing of Q-tips that I bought like in 2009. Like, I don't really use Q-tips like that. Mm. Do they even have like generic Q-tips? Oh, oh yes. Okay, I didn't even know that was possible. The, the problem, I mean, but Q, the, the Q-tips problem is, is so cheap. It's exactly, and the problem is the generic Q-tips. This is uh, enthralling conversation for people. Like, yeah, they got the cotton on each end, but the stick in the middle is so like weak, just folds up. Any, oh, any, like you try to you. use it in in any way, shape, or form, it's just like ninety degree angle. You're like, come on. Nah, some things you don't cheap out. I agree with that. Right. I'm, I'm a, I'm a. When it comes to my home, you know what I'm saying? I'll, I'll, I'll. I'll pop a little bit. I'll pop some tags. But, you know, I don't know. You're going to, th- you know, throw some bounty receipts around? Let the people, yeah, let, you know let the people know to, what you're spending money on. Got to go to KLD and, just, like, girl, I got these bounty receipts. Look at that. <laughs> some coupons. Um. <laughs> so, Praise Break. Yeah, what is Praise Break? Yeah. Praise Break is a project that uh, Doc actually gave you, gave me the idea to do. Um Took some alchemist instrumentals, some some uh, from a, a gospel themed instrumental project that he did, and just spit some raps on them. And the response back has been really, really well. So appreciate you guys for uh, downloading that. You can get that at thisiskairos.com. Only available until May twenty third. Once Kairos week concludes, um, Praise Break will be gone forever. Mm. So make sure you snatch that while you can. Cop that, as as the kids say. <laughs> 
Uh, so, aside from Kairos Week and Praise Break, what else is good, really good? I saw you uh, You went to go see Foreign Exchange. Yes! Yes, I did. Yes, I did. Um, saw them yesterday. Two-hour set, dog. Mm. Two hours. My shins were on fire. I wore LeBron's. I wore clothes knowing that I was going to stand up for a long period of time and it still didn't help. Um, it was hot in there. It was packed. It was really like a sardine can in there. Um, but they killed. That was my second time seeing them. I saw them in 2000, I believe, either 11 or 12. Um, I think I said 11 on Twitter, but it might have been 12. They are way better now than they were then. They have grown as perform as performers, as a band. Fonte is God. Like he he's really like he's he's one of my goats. And I believe that when it's all said and done, I believe that his influence will be duly noted in hip hop history. He may not get the success and the accolades that he should, but I think that he's done a lot for a lot of people. Um, and last night just proved it, killed it, absolutely killed it. So ph- phenomenal show. They're on tour right now. So I believe it's the foreign exchange music.com. Uh, check for dates. If they go to your show, I'm, I paid $20 for two hours. This is why I'm not, this is why I don't pay, you know, I, I'm cheap. I, I paid $60 for Kanye. When he, I always say that I paid $60 for Kanye, Lupe, Rihanna, and NERD. Granted, they aren't who they are now. Right. Um, so I'm sure that price would be magnanimous right now. But I paid 60 for them. I paid 20 for Kendrick. I paid 20 for Joe Button. Um, I could have paid 20 for Mob Deep. They were here last week. Um, heard they put on a dope show too. Um, and they, oh yeah, and they actually did what we told them to do. Right. Doc, uh, the majority, from my understanding, the majority of the concert was the entire infamous album, album cuts, Hell on Earth, Murder Music. You know, they didn't really perform, you know, they performed like the records that, that their fan base knows them for. So, right. It was dope. And you know, sprinkle in a couple songs off the new one. You saw the CD at the show. Yeah. You got the T-shirts. Yeah. If you're smart, you sell the deluxe edition of the classic because sometimes people might not have that. If right. I were them, I'd be selling like the vinyl. Even have a couple signed copies for like a crazy amount of money because people will buy it on the spot. Like, get all the merchandise money. I agree. I agree. And that new Mob Deep album isn't that bad. We didn't talk about it, but some of the beats on there are <sighs> very, very dope. There's What's that one record? I tweeted about it. It was driving me crazy. One of the Alchemist records is just, yeah, yeah, it's, man. It's pre- it's pretty good. You know, I'm not gonna lie. Um, we we might have to do every so often. Sometimes we'll do a, hey, we forgot about these records over the past couple months. Yep. Um, that might be a, a candidate for that. Absolutely, I agree. But I agree. Aside from aside from that, what are we talking about this week, man? We got a whole we- random list of stuff whole heap of stuff we just gotta catch up yo we just haven't had an episode in two weeks let's let's just catch up let's let's uh let's fill the people in on what's going on in the exciting world of hippity hop so we got we got some music stuff we got some sports stuff i don't know if you want to start there um i want to talk about music i'm not on front i want to talk about music all right so uh what do you want i mean we got the new michael jackson album um i don't know if you listen to the black keys album no, I didn't listen to Black Keys. Um, I could talk about it for like five seconds. Uh, Double XL cover, Wink, 
you know, Wayne and Drake got a record. Drake did a record with Obi O'Brien. Yeah. Mariah's got a record with Rich Homie Kwan. Uh, I heard about that. Usher's got a record. What, what, uh, where, where do you want to start? Yeah. Where do you want to start? Let's do, let's, let's go with the singles. Let's, let's talk, let's talk Wayne and Drake. Let's talk Usher. Yeah. Let's talk, let's talk singles. Let's do some singles. So, uh, Lil Wayne's got a single, Carter Five. Yep. Believe me. Believe me. Yep. Uh, who did this beat? You know who did this beat? Oh, uh, I should know this, shouldn't I? Hold on. I'm sure it's like Boy Wonder in vinyls or something. I like believe that. you're accurate. <laughs> yeah, I think it's. I think. I think that's accurate. Um, sounds like them anyway. Um, so how do you feel? How do you feel about this record? I like this record a lot, actually. I think this record is dope. I think it's a good record. Um, I don't think it's like I'm comparing. I'm trying to think the last time he like his last, um, like sort of single like this was um, "Love Me," right? It was "Love Me," "Love Me," "Long love. As My," yeah. Oh, the 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 yeah. future record, right? Future was Drake. That, you saying that was that his last like single? Yeah, like, it's a similar single? similar concept. Like that's the okay, everybody. I'm doing a track with Drake, which means I have an album coming out. Oh, got you. Um, I, it, it's a good record. I don't know if it's a incredible record. I think this is an interesting sort of test for the the people's response, the people sort of anticipation for Carter Five. Right, this is the kind of record where if Wayne is still still has the following and star power of like peak Little Wayne with Drake, automatically it'll do fine on radio. But if it's sort of kind of doing good but not great, that'll be sort of interesting to watch. Well, you know what I think it is? I think that there have, there have been whispers that this Carter Five album, Drake has been, or Wayne has really been on some like rapidy rap tip. Yeah. And normally when people say that, you know, he he comes out with a dedication, yada yada, it's a bunch of rhymes about vaginas and all other stuff, and it, you know, played for like an hour and you're you're done with it halfway through. Right. Um, I think this was a this was a hippity hop record. Like, yo, right? We gonna get this real Wu Tang soundish beat, which kind of kind of reference started from the bottom a little bit. And Wayne is gonna go back to that old Wayne that you know him for. And Wayne was spitting. Yeah, he he sounds sober. Yeah, um, he sounds uh, fo- He sounds focused. Focused man. Um, he sounds focused. And it, and I really felt like Drake. I don't. I don't know if the record was like a throwaway that Drake just kind of had sitting there. It's kind of it what really, it felt like to me. Yeah, because it really felt like Drake intentionally played second fiddle to set the stage for Wayne. Like Drake didn't go as hard as he like that. So yeah. I don't know if it was because it was just sitting around the studio and he was just kind of playing around with some ideas and, and Wayne and, and Cortez and all them liked it, or if it was intentional to where I'm not going to go that hard because I want Wayne to shine on this record. What a, what a role reversal from from three years ago, where as as Drake is making music for "Take Care," some of his best records got taken by DJ Khaled and then by Lil Wayne um, for their respective albums. Now you get a record like this, but then Drake's you know he's now at a place where if he wants to put a record out, he's just putting it on SoundCloud and he's sort of controlling his own destiny there. Um, Right, 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 right. I wonder, you know, I'm obviously just totally like making this out of thin air, but I almost wonder if there's something to the, to the idea of at a certain point, Drake's got to look at all these like hits that he is, you know, a Birdman I'm sure was very convincing to allow the, (laughs) (laughs) no, everybody, please. I want you to realize that was not me hitting a sound effect key. That was actually Armand (laughs) uh, right on, right on time. Um, 
you know, I wonder if there's something to that where at a certain point, you know, Drake and his and his crew and his people, his team are just like, man, we gotta stop letting these records just yeah walk like, away because they love me was Drake's. Um, uh, what was the other one that I'm thinking of? She will was she Drake's. Will. Um, a mom one is clearly a, that's a Drake record. Yep, that was a Drake record too. So that's three, and you know. Love Me was sort of a hit, but I mean, of course, I'm on one was the biggest record of that year. And She Will and, is incredible. And She Will was, yeah, She Will was crazy. I wish that would have been a Drake and Ross record. I like Ross's verse on that remix. Right. But I wish that would have been Drake and Ross that could have been on that Yellow album that we're still waiting on. <laughs> I don't know if we're still waiting on that. <laughs> I am. Come on, man. The Sade sample. Come on, man. Um, speaking of Drake. Yeah. Did you listen to this uh, Drake and Ob O'Brien? The uh, the two on joint, two on thoughtful. Yeah. So this yeah. is a remix of a DJ Mustard produced record called Two On. Yeah, with the uh, the chick's name, I believe is Tina Shea or something like that. That's right. Yeah. Um, how you feel about this record? I like this too. I like this a lot. Um, this yeah, is I it. like this too. Uh, you know, DJ Mustard with sort of this uh, OVO sound kind of works. Yeah. Um, it does. It, it does. I mean, Drake completely. Just snatches well the 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 song from uh what's his name Ob O'Brien Ob O'Brien okay Th- that's considering he's a goofy white guy with a beard that's kind of that that's a great rap name for a goofy white guy with a beard <laughs> why is it Obo it's Ob and then O'Brien oh Ob O'Brien right. oh okay why isn't no never mind O'Brien sounds like a pop name like <laughs> like hey girl like that's what o- O'Brien o- sounds like a, an Irish uh, male. Uh, quartet. <laughs> hello, hello, hello. <laughs> no, I, I was thinking more like a boy band, like a pseudo 98 degrees called oh, O'Brien yeah. with like yeah. frosted tips in like 1999. Frosted, frosted tips of like red hair, like red hair with blonde frosted tips. Yeah. <laughs> That's the you're worst right. look ever. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're Carson right. Carson Daly screaming, O'Brien. You know, they come out. <laughs> and they come out running out, slapping hands with everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Ah, uh, we grew up watching TRL after school. Who didn't? Um, but no. Um, so Ob O'Brien, he's got two records that that came out right. So he's got two on and thought two on slash thoughtful, and then Hazelton Trump. Um, yeah, I didn't listen to Hazelton Trump. Was that dope? You know, I kind of like that record. Um, okay. it's produced by uh, 1985. Who? Um, he did the. I think he did too much with Drake. Okay. Um. But no, you know, uh, it because the only thing I'd ever heard from Ob O'Brien before was that Steve Nash record. Um, yeah, and that record was all right. It was it was, cool. it was cool. I didn't. It wasn't until now that I put two and two together that he's the guy with the beard from the Drake videos. Yes, he is. And yep. I was like, oh, I just assumed that was like, you know, hanger-ons, like you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we, um, we, we cares. Right, right. Um, Drake is um, Drake is sort of. I don't want to say under the radar because people are obviously paying attention to these tracks, but he is sort of almost without people realizing it, totally taken the 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 two thousand two era fifty cent mixtape formula and transformed yeah. it to the SoundCloud era, where yeah. he's going to take your record and make it a bigger hit. Actually, it's I mean no disrespect to Fifty Cent, but because of the reach of SoundCloud versus oh I got to get this off a of mixtape. Right. He's now like he could just he could just grab your instrumental, sing and rap on it. Grab a dude that he, that's in his camp, get them on it, and it will become bigger. Yep. 
and it's but it's it's beneficial to the original artist. Yeah, people now know what this two on record is. Yep. Right, and then of course, you know, one of the best examples of is we made it. Yep. Right. Um. Now, Soldier Boy is not going to say no to any, you know, but if if Drake doesn't hop on that, nobody knows about that record. True. And but I'm trying to think of who else is doing that sort of thing in a way that people really respond to. Like, obviously, people still rap over whatever, but like, like major artists, nobody, nobody. Um, I mean, especially, and then you have to look at what Drake did with the with the two on record. He he, they switched the beat up at the end right. and turned it into a totally different song. Right. I mean. They're making it. They they are making these records their own. Yep. Um, but no, I like Two On Thoughtful. I think it's um. I wouldn't be surprised if it gets a little radio play. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised either. Wouldn't be surprised either. So shout out to Tina Shea. She she got a she got a great look this summer. Right. Um. You know. Hopefully, someone in her camp real quickly um splice together. Absolutely. Drake and her get that to the radio Take, immediately. Yep. Take off, take off, Ob O'Brien. No offense to uh, him, but like, yeah, if, you're no pu- if, you're, if you're pushing him, yeah. this to radio, it's like, yep, absolutely. She gets the first verse, and then Drake gets. That's right. Drake gets the rest. And if you're really smart, it's the last thing I'll say. And if you're, <laughs> if you have a really good engineer, you could get, you could splice her hook in with his. Oh yeah, well, it's really a good ever- engineer. Just somebody send me her acapella, and I'll do. <laughs> Um, you yeah, you know, um, what, what, what are the, what are the records you want to talk about right now? Uh, what else? What can else I talk about the, can I talk about this Mariah record for a sec? Yeah, go ahead. Cause I didn't, I didn't, I didn't hear it. All I, right, so, I saw, I was busy at work and, I, and on top of that, I heard Mar- I saw Mariah in rich homie Quan and I, I didn't rush the sound. And you saw the record was called thirsty. What? That's what it's called. Thirsty. Produced How by, is- produced by hip boy. Okay. You I mean, see, I'm not you, mad at Mariah. You're intrigued. Hitboy. Right. I'm not mad at Mariah Hitboy. Um, Hitboy is pulling a Just Blaze because he gave her a pseudo pop, slightly tweaked version of uh, Ball So Hard. Oh, no. Well, people are going to. I got to hear it. No, hold on. Not in terms of the drums, but when you hear the main melody, it's immediately going to call back to that. You're going to be like, wait a minute. Um, what's interesting is Mariah is trying to make records that sound like these these youngins that are nipping at her heel well actually that uh, truth be told they're That's sort pastor. of they're pastor meanwhile you got girls like ariana grande yeah straight up taking the old mariah playbook yeah records yep. with saxophone loops <laughs> yeah mariah or Ari- i still haven't heard that album yet but from what i hear if you like the early 90 to mid 90 stuff that Mariah and Jermaine Dupri were doing that her album like did a good job of recreating that. Right. And her new record with, uh, with Iggy Zaya is huge already. Problem. Is it really huge? It's going to be, it's, it, it'll be, uh, I, I'll say it'll probably be a contender for like song of the summer. Oh, wow. And it's got a saxophone loop. Iggy Azalea has the song of the summer. Really? Wow. Her record did really well. She sold almost as much as future. Yeah, that was crazy. She's that got, was crazy. she's got a fan base. Fan base, yeah. Because we agree. don't we don't really talk about her too much. Oh, hey, do, speaking of Mariah, I right. forgot we forgot to talk about um, the name of her new album. <laughs> You're right. Hold <laughs> on, I need to make sure we can accurately quote this because um, th- there's there's a lot going on with this w- w- with this album. Um, oh my goodness! All right. 
Do you want do you want to try it out? Nah, go ahead. Go ahead. Unless you want unless you want me to, I gotta pull it up. I mean, it's me, period. I am Mariah. Dot dot dot. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't. Uh, um you know me, what I am Mariah. <laughs> it's me, period. I like am, it's it's right. like you can the funny part is is you can imagine her saying this like like if you call her or she calls you and you're like, hey, who is this? You're like, and she's, you know, normally if it's somebody that you know, you're like, hey, it's me. And you know who it is. Like, what's up? It's like me. I am Mariah. Like she would say that before she even, that, that's hilarious. right. And then it's, no, no, no. Then it's I am Mariah dot, 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 the elusive. And I'm going to mispronounce this word. Sorry, people. You know what? I'm not even going to try to pronounce it. Is it, is it, is it Chantus? That's how I Chantusi? pronounce it. But see, I mispronounce everything and I'm afraid someone's going to get at me on Twitter. Chantusi? Um, that's even better. I don't, I don't even know. care how it's pronounced. I, I just I want to call it out. Um, I'm thinking. Of, I'm thinking of Deucey. If I do say so myself, I'm thinking that. <laughs> um. Anyway, it's a ridiculous album title. Um. But hey, um, she wants to do the Beyonce thing. She, but then she couldn't help herself. Yeah, I think they they announced they announced the uh, they announced it what like two weeks ago. Right. But, but can Mariah it, can't Mariah can't do that. Right. She can't do that. Meanwhile, I, I want to give you credit for for putting Praise Break out out of nowhere. Oh, you know how hard it was. It's funny because I was talking about it without talking. I've been talking about I, stuff for Kairos Week for like months. If, how many times did you want to like call me and say, yo, Armand, shut up? I, I really I really needed like, you know, some sort of pop up like punch to the face feature on Twitter where I could send you like a DM. You'd be like, oh, it's a message from Doc. Pow. Like, <laughs> I just want to be like, shut up. Like, what are you doing? Nobody, nobody knew. Nobody caught it. Uh, maybe one or two people caught it, and that I'm okay with. But for the most part, nobody caught it. They were like, "Whoa, what is this?" Right. So Meanwhile, like, I, every time you do that, I'm sitting here with you know with rough mixes of the stuff in my Dropbox. I just want to be like, right click, get link. <laughs> <laughs> be like, oh, you want to drop hints? No. Um, ah, that's funny. Funny guy. Funny guy. Um. So yeah, uh, let's see. So long story short, um, that Mariah record, it's uh, it's better than the Meek Mill record. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm the Meek Mill record. Right. Um, it's uh, it's all right. It's okay. But um, you know she's trying to she's trying to be twenty five forever. Yeah. You know, like I got you know, she's you know. Still in incredible shape. She can still sing. Like she's not messed up on drugs or anything. And you'd hope that there'd be like a natural, like sort of evolution for her where she could, you know, do something different with her sound. But she doesn't know how to do anything different. Like she keeps coming back to basically. She now she's trying to remake the Emancipation album over and over again. Right? Right. Like that sort of mindset. And it's like, you know, what's ironic is because I mean, despite the fact that she introduced. She didn't create this, obviously, but she introduced the concept of vocal runs to an entire generation and ruined every singing competition for the history of mankind. Um, mm-hmm. She obviously has an incredible voice. So she, what's really interesting about Mariah Carey is she can continue to do all this stuff, but at some point she'll find the right like producer to work with or she'll do it herself. Because people forget that she actually is listed as a producer and a songwriter on all of her records. So whether she does it herself or she works with somebody, at some point she'll be able to reinvent herself as like, oh, Mariah's now, I don't know, going in a different direction or whatever. And because of her natural talent, she'll be able to pull it off. In the meantime, we have to put up with these 
you know, trying to recreate the past records. She just reminds me of R. Kelly like five years ago. Where he right. was like trying way too hard to make. I think with work. guys it's different. And I think with R. Kelly specifically, he really had a problem there. Yeah. Just grow up with your audience, dude. Like your audience is late 30s, 40s, 50s. Like make songs for them. They buy records. Right. Well, I mean, he did the happy people. Remember? He was trying to be. Well, yeah, he did the he did the sixties album, and that and that was successful, right? But and then he went back and did Black Panties, and it well, he did the sixties album because he saw Raphael Sadiq, and he's like, no, right? He's like, I can do that. He he's saw that, that guy. Uh, he's he like, saw no, that Toyota commercial. <laughs> <laughs> he saw Raphael Sadiq in that Toyota money. He's like, mm-hmm. I want in. Yeah, nobody's throwing money at R. Kelly. Sorry, R. Kelly. Um, he R. You know, it's funny. R. Kelly could really. Like he's, pro- I hope I assume by this point he has made more than enough money, and his records continue to generate money because of the massive amount of songwriting he's done over the years. Like he should be able to just go chill for a while, come back later. <laughs> come back right now. It's not. It's not time yet. No, no. Um. Speaking of speaking of R and B singers, you man, you man, Usher. Yeah. Good kisser. Yeah. You like this record. I like this record a lot. So he, well, he's got an album coming out. I guess. Boy, we sound really prepared for this, don't we? Um, I mean, you know. <laughs> he, uh, so he performed it on The Voice, right? So you know they're going yeah. for that. Um, they're going for that pop audience with this. But um, yeah. let's see, is this? It's yeah, it's from an upcoming untitled. Uh, studio album yeah but um but no i like it too i think it's a good record um be interesting to see if it because it's it's a different sounding record yeah it, yes it is yes it especially is. for him you think it's different for him yeah i think so i don't think it sounds like him do you yeah i think it's in his wheelhouse mm. but i think it's it's not it's it, it's in his wheelhouse but it's not repetitive mm. um well you know i don't know i um because, you know, a couple of years ago, he was trying to be fist-pumping Usher. Right. Um, so let's see what he does now. I'll, I'll give Usher credit. You know, he's had a couple albums that, you know, might have been, in retrospect, kind of stinkers. But he has continued to reinvent himself in a way that he doesn't seem like he's chasing trends. He might be, but he doesn't come across that way. Um, I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm maybe I'm off, off pace there a little bit. But, like, so often when you see... Artists who try to reinvent their sound often—they're always one step behind, um, chase, chasing what, what 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 was hot on the radio when they went into the studio twelve months ago. Um, but no, I'll give us your credit—he, uh, you know, he worked with Diplo on that one record, and yeah, you know, R and B at least R and B male singers weren't really in that lane. Um, yeah, you know, he did the DJ Got Me Falling in Love record, what five almost five years four years ago at this point. Five years ago, when no, yep. when nobody in R&B was really making that kind of record yet. Yep, yep, um, he sure did. So I'll, I'll give him credit for that. He did. He did catch a couple waves early. Yeah. Um. Let's see. You want to? We, we want to talk about this double XL cover. Or you want to talk about this Michael Jackson album? Let's do the cover because I'm sure we're not going to be on this cover very long, <laughs> and then we could talk Michael Jackson. <laughs> what are you talking about? You don't want to go? Uh, you want to go, go artist there? for artist? <laughs> Um, so let's see. So it's, uh, Hold on, I'm, pulling I'm, I'm pulling up right now. Right we got, 
Uh-huh. I did I was watching I was watching some of the um I was watching some of the uh, the freestyle videos. Have you seen the Chance the Rapper one? No. We will not be talking about Chance the Rapper on Clock Radio Speakers. Did, you, you, know did you listen to Acid Rap? I did. And? We will not be talking about Chance the Rapper anytime <laughs> soon on Clock Radio Speakers. Is it because just, is, it, is it because he's wearing overalls with only one strap on the cover? Nah, because I'm not I'm not I mean I'm I'm not mad at the one strap because I mean I'm into nineties fashion this summer, so I'm not mad at that. I am mad at what Dwayne Wade did the other day with the both straps down and yeah, that was too much. But no, I'm not mad at that. He's just he's just not for me. Mm. His style's just not for me. I'm looking at these it's funny, I pulled them up on the on the uh on Google images and I'm looking up some of these uh these older freshman covers. And from my understanding, people were saying 2009 had the best one, but I can't see it. Oh, there it is. Okay, there's 2014. 2009 was Charles Hamilton, Wale, Asher Roth, Uh, B.O.B. Who else? Wasn't Joel Ortiz in that too? An earlier one. I'm looking. Hold on. All right, I got it. Oh, uh, wait, that's ten. Yeah, I, I, I got, I got nine. I got, yeah, it's, I got, um, it's Charles Hamilton, Bob, Asher Roth, Wale, Ace Hood, uh, Currency, Kid Cudi, Corey Guns, Blue, and Mickey Fax. It's not bad. Ten's not bad. J Cole, Nipsey Hussle, Wiz, Freddie Gibbs, Big Sean, uh, Donis. Hey, what happened to Donis? He had that one mixtape that has some records on it, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The uh, wasn't like ATL something like that. Yeah, uh, J Rock. Oh, J Rock was on here, and and the owner of the best double XL freestyle of all time, your friend and mine, OJ the Juice Man. People really get shocked when when they when I tell them I like OJ the Juice Man. I really do like OJ the Juice Man. I really enjoy his music, like no troll. I feel like him and Soldier Boy should just keep making records together. <laughs> no, he needs to stick. Like I just, I miss Dirty Waka Flocka. Like this whole loving hip hop Flocka, I'm not, I'm not privy to. I miss like the, like the dirty, dingy rappers. Like, let me tell you, I my decision to not watch Love and Hip Hop continues to pay benefits. Oh, I haven't watched. I just heard it was on it. I'm looking, at, mean, I'm looking at it. So hold on. Wait, no, wait. 2008 was right, Papoose. Yep, I'm looking at Rocky okay, Ortiz. Yep. Young Dro. Yep. Lupe. Yep. Saigon. Boosie. Yep. Boosie. Plies. Crooked Eye. Gorilla Zoe. I forgot about him. <laughs> oh, Rich Boy. Man. Ah, uh, Rich Boy. Man. He had the bag. He had the bag. Um, uh, Polo was just throwing absolute heat rocks at that man. See, that was right in that lane when you had those southern drums, soul samples. Believe me, I made mm-hmm. about a dozen records that sound like this. You sure did. And you were all good. And all yeah. all, 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 all credit to DJ Toop. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Okay, Who, that's 13. Um, who wait what's the record he did on um american gangster uh say hello say hello was the blueprint 
Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. That record doesn't, on American Gangster, on an already slept on album, that beat doesn't get the credit I, it deserves. I, for doing I, I bit off that record about t- 10 times. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. So 11, 2011. I think this is where it got political because this is when the Drake and Nicki thing happened, right? No, Drake and Nicki would have had to been 10. It was 11. No, because So Far Gone was 2009. Oh. No, because they, they would have been on the J. Cole cover. Right. They would have been on 10. Okay. So 11 is Meek, Diggy, Crit, mm. Saha, Kendrick, mm. Lil B, Mac Miller, uh, Yellow Wolf, Lil Twist. Um, I don't know who this guy YG. Okay, YG. And- <laughs> I don't know who this guy is. He only, he's only had one of the best-selling rap well, albums of the year. <laughs> No, I, I'm I'm really I'm really pulling this off of memory. I'm just looking at their faces and telling you who they oh, are. Oh, okay. But he has a giant chain that says YG. <laughs> That's how I found out. And of course, the last person, Fred the Godson. Oh. <laughs> All right, where's twelve? We're gonna pull up. 12. We're gonna talk about the new list. Right. 12. That eleven list is pretty serious. That's yeah. That's not bad. It's funny. It's funny how going back reading these like. They always get all this backlash, and then a few years later, it's like, you know what? They weren't that far off. Right. Uh, here we go. Is this that's 13? Where's 12? Yo, 10, 11. There's 12. All right, 2012. We've got Hobson, Machine Gun Kelly, Kid Inc., Don Tripp, French Montana, Danny Brown, Future, Macklemore, Roscoe Dash, and Iggy Azalea. La, that's a very hit or miss. Yeah, very. Yeah, yeah. That's very high. But, but in retrospect, look at 2011. Up until six months ago, you would have said YG, and but now yeah. you're like, oh, they got it. They called it. Yep. Sometimes yep. you know people have to put in their. They got to sure. wait. Sometimes it takes a while. Agreed. And then last year, I think last year was the one that caught a lot of backlash. Last year was Schoolboy Q. Yep. Trinidad, Trinidad James, uh, Joey Bad A Word. Uh, Absol, Logic, Action Bronson, Kirk O'Baines, Travis Scott, Dizzy Wright, and Angel Hayes, and Chief Keef. A little too flash in the pan, a little yeah. too uh, pitchfork. Yeah, yeah. Because the only I, the only people I could see, really, the only rapper on this list I can see having a long career. Keep it keep it real, and this is not even because of rap. Is Bronson. And Bronson is doing what you and I told him to do a year ago when the, uh, Rare Chandeliers came out. We were like, hey, do a cooking show. And what do you know? He premiered a cooking show last week. Then he right. partnered up with Vice. I think it was Vice. Either Vice or Noisy. I think it was Vice. Right. Everybody um, else I don't really see being around in the next three years. But at, I mean, at the very least, like Kidding's got a single right now. Iggy's doing well right now. Um, That's, you're, still, you're still looking at 12. I'm on 13. Oh, my bad. My bad. Yeah. 13. Uh, I mean, you got Schoolboy. Right, Schoolboy. You, you still got Absol. Oh, yeah. Remind me, we got to talk about this whole notion that, um, you know, of, of, you know, Punch basically shook Knight and all his artists. Did we talk about that already? Because Absol was getting mad about his album not coming out. I can't. Some, I'm going to sound so old. Sometimes I, I can't remember what we talk about on the show and we talk about on Twitter. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. And then people are like, yeah, on the show you said this. And I'm like, did I? That happens all the time. Okay. 
So now let's go to 2014. Right. So we got Kevin Gates, who's not new. Um, no, he's new at all. Rich Homie Kwan. Okay. Chance the Rapper. Okay. Lil Bibby. Okay. August Alcina? Alcina, yeah, I think it's Alcina. Jaron Benton. Who? John Connor. Okay. Ty Dollar Sign. Okay. Vic Mensa. Okay. Lil Dirk. Okay. Troy Ave. Honestly, Troy, uh, Troy, Ty Dolla Sign could have got the cover by himself. Hmm. You really could have. Is he, uh, is he going to get a nice little mainstream look, you think? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's, he's one record away. I mean, Paranoid did a lot for him, but he needs one more record. Right. I feel like um, if they haven't already done it, just, you know, open up right now while the iron's hot, although it might be, we might be, we might be on the downslope, but we'll see. Open up that have the label open up that checkbook just a little bit bigger for uh, if mustard's got an a an A level beat in the stash, go get it right now. Well, he said that um, I thought Ty Dolla Sign was I thought he was signed to mustard. That's what I'm saying, but I mean still, like I thought that I I thought I read somewhere watched the interview where mustard said when they did Sanctify didn't Kanye touch up like six of his beats. Something like that, right? I mean, he he basically gave them a bunch of you know mustard beats, and then who knows what they're gonna do with it? <laughs> yeah. So the ones that that Kanye doesn't use for this album, give one a tie. Right, but I mean, if you hear the original Sanctified and then hear what Kanye and Mike Dean t- did to it, I mean, I don't even think that's that's a case where it's not even like mustard's giving them like A grade mustard beats. True. Um, True. Yeah, because yeah, because what Kanye did to that was just. Well, I was like, how did you hear that? Right, because um, the beat was whack. The beat was <laughs> the beat was whack. Like if I was right. if if he would have played that for me, I'd have been like, nah. What else you got? I um, wouldn't have heard that at all. So shout to Kanye. You know, we never talk about Troy Ave on the show. We don't. We uh, don't. We 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 always joke, say words like grind and hustle on the show. He uh, he is really. We'll, we'll use a better word. He is one of the most persistent New York rappers I have seen in a long. There time. There you go. That's a good word, persistent. But. Does that make it okay because his music... I mean, I'm not going to front like he's whack. He's not whack. Um, he's got a couple of records that I like, actually. Not that are cool. Like, he has some songs that I like. But is that the first thing that we're going to say about him? Like, yo, he works hard. Like, is his music good enough for him to be where he is? Or is he, is he getting on because he's persistent? I mean, you just, you're asking a question that hip-hop has been trying to answer for the past seven years. If I mean, not longer. I, but I guess the answer is yes, because, you know, apparently, apparently, you ain't hear this for me, Clock Radio Speakers exclusive. Mm. Burr, 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 burr. He's been signed to Def Jam for a while. One of, the, one of those deals where they're trying to, they, 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 needed, they needed to look like, oh, he got this yep. big thing by himself and now he's a... Uh, There's no way he's, he's on, the, on the, the Summer Jam stage headlining because of his persistence. Well... No way. D- don't forget... I know evidenced, which- evidenced by Double XL putting Fred the Godson on a cover. The New York media, they need to always have somebody. Yeah. Much like how some sports writers always have like a great white hope. Yeah. There's always a great New York hope. Always. They can't resist it. There's always the, oh, this is the guy. Never mind the fact that there's a bunch of up and coming guys from New York, but there's always got to be like a guy who somehow reminds them of how the glory days used to be. 
<laughs> yeah, because it's it's funny how bad he doesn't remind me of 50 Cent. <laughs> he is 50 Cent. Yeah. I mean, look at the cover for the joint he just put out. It's hit. They're all dressed in the same color. The font is big, and they're all pointing guns at the at the camera. Wait, they what, go what, look what, at what is this record? Go, this is the um, BSB Volume Four. It's a mixtape oh, right, we just put right. out like last week. It looks like a G on the cover, and they're in a white room. It's straight up no mercy, no fear. There's no difference except the camera's better quality. <laughs> they didn't print. They didn't print them out at, at Kinkos. Like right, technology has gotten better, so the scan is better. Right, that's the only difference. He's even got the Fifty Cent little hot top fade, the little Fifty Cent Nino Brown New Jack City joint. He's the same artist, and it's funny. Because it even says absolute- collector's edition. Collector's edition. <laughs> Come on, man. Just be titled in all caps with exclamation points. Collector's edition. But keep going. I think this episode should be called the collector's edition. It really <laughs> should be. Like it, it. Your your point is absolutely right, Doc. Like New York always has has to have their guy just so they can say that they're they're still around. I mean, French was like, if we look at that double XL cover, if we go back through that list. There's at least one New York guy on all of those, guaranteed. Um, but I mean, my God, like, I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to do the whole New York is whack, New York is it. I'm not going to do that. But like, is it that bad? Like, what about these 50 cent records that he's been putting out recently? He's putting out like mad video. He's basically leaked this whole album. Right. He's just desperate for something to catch on. He will give the whole thing away if something, if one song were to actually make noise. Yep. Um, it's got to be depressing. It's got to be just like, talk about like a trial on a man's soul. <laughs> wow. To, to just, he's doing all the stuff that he knows how to do that worked for so long. Right, whether you know, first he had the Interscope machine, but now dude's got plenty of money. Yeah. So now he can do it himself. Yeah. But no matter what he tries, and here's the problem: some of these records aren't bad. Right. No, but they're not. They're not bad at all. The world has changed. Yes. And he's just like, he just can't figure it out. Yeah. He just need. He doesn't need to be rapping in 2014. He has nothing to say that is of interest to me. He needs to be either. I mean, God's, I mean, I don't know if, a, I don't know. Do you think a 50 cent cosign would help Troy Ave? Or you think it would hurt him because it would remind people like, yo, this is the same guy if they're standing next to each other. Um, I was going to say when Troy Ave was young, when Troy Ave was newer, it might've yeah. helped him in New York. Yeah. But at this point, the same people who might, I mean, the same audience that maybe might care about a 50 cent cosign, they already know. They already know Troy Ave. Yeah, true. Because of his persistence, right? Right. Gotcha. And sh- look, I mean, shout out to him. He's dude's on cover of Double XL right now. Sure, sure. No, no shots. Um. But yeah, there's um, I don't know. You know, there's always. I don't want to say there's a formula to this, but um, now that hip hop is very um so multi-regional right i feel at this yeah. point like it's basically double xl cover we got to have 
whoever like the quote unquote people's champ in New York is right now. Yeah. We probably need a dude from Chicago, a dude or two from Chicago. We're going to need a West Coast guy. We need somebody from TDE. We're going to like, there's this whole thing. Um, I feel like the last couple covers have sort of been that. Um, but, um, I don't know. The thing about these covers is, I think initially the freshman class covers, it was supposed to be who's going to make a lot of noise this year that you've never heard of. Now, and I don't, the last couple years though, when you look at that, it's a mix of people who might have a single this year and people who you need to check back in three years. And then, sure. the, then the cover looks okay. True. Um, but I, you know, I almost wonder if, uh, I don't know. I almost wonder if, I wonder if double XL kind of has backed themselves into a corner. So. Well, let's say that they didn't have it. So this is what twelve? It's twelve guys, right? The dirty yeah, I mean ten. Yeah, I think it's between ten and twelve. Right. What? What if that? What if that number wasn't a given? What if it was? Here's the shades of the source in '98 when they had the three guys on the cover. Um, what if it's like here's the X number of people who we think are really gonna like make noise this year? Would they still choose all these guys? Would they focus more? Like, I feel like they get to a point where, like, well, we got to find 10, at least 10. Right? Because mm. these guys are in various stages of their career. Some of them, mm. they're a hit record away. Yeah. Some of these guys, they're a couple mixtapes away. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know if they still serve the same point. Like, when, when they first start, when was the first freshman cover? Uh, 2008, I believe, was the first one. The one with Pat Poos and, and, jo- and Joel Ortiz. I think that was the first one. Right. 08, 09, and 10. That was when there, that was, there was really, like, they were overflowing with candidates those years. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Some yep, years yep. are going to be stronger than others. I guess that's the overall thing I, you know, I would say. And um, I don't think now you can look at this and just assume that, oh, we're going to hear from these guys. In a, you know, we're going to hear from all these guys definitively with like debut albums this year. Like, no, no game's different. Mm. It's a lot different. You don't have, you don't need that to be successful. So, um, well, that was longer than five minutes. It was a lot longer than five minutes. Uh, you wanted to talk real quick about TDE. Yeah. Um, I guess, I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't really pay it any mind, but you know, some people that actually hit us up. Right. About it. Um, Got some unhappy you know, guys. Yeah, because first, you know, Q, I remember Q saying that he wasn't happy, that he was ready for his album to come out. And then even after his album was out, he was expressing some uh, some frustrations. And then I think Absol recently said something along the lines of he was going to leak, he was going to leak his album or something like that. Right. And so I believe it was Punch, who's the, the head of TD, was like, I don't know do it and I'll kill you or something like that. I don't know. And he, he was like, I might let you, I might let you leak the title of your album or something like that. Right. Um, TD is a, it's interesting because they're not all signed in even remotely the same way. Right. Um, we talked about this in the Schoolboy Q episode where uh, when we reviewed his album earlier this year, before we saw the first week sales where we were sort of wondering Okay, so we know that Kendrick is signed to Aftermath slash Interscope. We know that Q is signed to Interscope. And it turns out the rest of these guys, they're not signed to anything. Yep. They're just on TDE. Yep. Um, 
So in one sense, I guess that gives TDE possible, you know, negotiating freedom, right? They could take, okay, well, you know, look what we just did with Schoolboy Q. This is who we got up next. Um, the interesting sort of problem with that theory is that because they've been, they've shown no hesitance in going straight to iTunes. Yeah. Now, which is something that somebody like TDE wouldn't have done even three years ago, four years ago. Yeah. Right. So let's say it's 2010 and you have a, a group in a similar spot. After the success of the Schoolboy Q, they would have said, look, we got these other records on deck, you know, and they would have started negotiating at least distribution deals, if not getting these guys outright signed. Um, but now the labels get to be like, okay, go put that little project on on iTunes and let's see what the numbers are. Right now I'm, that I'm very curious to see what uh, Soul's going to be their first major, the first real major artist that they're that they're doing this with. Right. Oh, so yeah. I mean, yeah. Because Isaiah's Isaiah's a relatively new artist. Scissors is a new artist. But Soul has an established fan base. He's one of the original four. Right. So he's obviously just by default going to do better or the best out of, you know, all those. I'd say he probably I would expect him to do better than J-Rock. Um, I would agree. Um, I would say that I'm conti- I continue to be sort of confused by the unwilling, the apparent unwillingness of TDE to feature each other consistently across their uh, their albums aside aside from everybody gets a Kendrick first yeah like you know if Absol's up next why doesn't why why aren't there two why, why didn't you work hard to make sure there were two really dope Absol, Absol records in the Schoolboy Q yeah set that up for people right like when when I first when when I when I was a when I was young young Doc young bull young young bull and I was first digging heavy into the Wu Tang catalog. You would hear, I mean, this is Wu Tang, so that's a little bit of extreme. But like, you know, if 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 you're a, a if you're a Wu Tang fan, and the first Wu Tang album that you buy, which is true for me, was Liquid Swords, you get to hear a lot of different guys. Now, for them, they had like you know nine members plus the affiliates, so they featured a lot of guys. TD doesn't even have that many. And I'm not saying they have to do it for everybody, but like you wet the appetite, you let yep. people sort of explore. Oh, so that's what Absol sounds like. Like I don't, I don't know. It doesn't make any sense to me. The only thing I can come up with is they're a crew and label name only. They don't really have a sound that's the same. No, they don't. They all sound kind of different. Um, I agree. So that that's kind of cool because it means that um, they don't get pigeonholed. You don't get a situation where, you know, yeah, like for example, MMG, where they found a sound that worked for all of them, and then they ran it into the ground, and now they're running it into the ground. Like you avoid that, but then you also sort of you don't get that brand identity. Like, tell me, what does a TDE record sound like right now? Um, really moody with some with a breakbeat, like pitched down. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of difference that right. You know, uh, I don't think they have a sound, and that's that's kind of an interesting. I'm trying to think of another crew slash label that's that's had a you know you can see them if everything goes well this this could be the middle or the start of a nice little run for them and historically when that's happened there's always been a sound to go along with it yeah or you know like Rockefeller which had all these different artists at their peak you knew what the rock of there was a couple Rockefeller sounds but you knew what they were and when you yeah. came on board you got on board with that sound yeah true but you know. 
in one sense, it's it's kind of dope that TDE lets their lets their artists be their art be themselves. But on the other hand, I don't really know what is you know. Well, let's see if they all stay happy, right? Or if they if they all can be happy in that sort of scenario. Yeah. But that was way and more than was I a, thought. I talk about TDE. There was a there was a a fake rumor about a Kendrick album coming out in a in September called like the United States of something, but it's not. It's not true. Although they did say they did say that the Kendrick album is coming out this year. It's just not in September. Although that would make sense. September, October will be the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, but then what is that? So that means J Rock's got to drop in what August, July. <laughs> You're assuming they're still going to meet all their targets. I mean, they, yeah, because he's the. It's, they only have two left, right? They only got they got Absol, J Rock, and Kendrick, right? No, they promised like a ton of records this year. They said and they said one album from everybody. So they Isaiah, they dropped Isaiah. There's six artists. So they dropped Isaiah, they dropped Q, they dropped SZA. So now they've got Soul, Kendrick, and J-Rock. And it's May. Okay. So I don't I don't think I don't think Soul has a date. It's gotta be in June. Um, it can't be in June. That's that's two weeks from now. Three weeks from now. Sheesh. So then if they're in July, so then, okay, so let's say July just to be safe. Right. So Absol in July, then what? J-Rock in what? October? Right on the wave of Kendrick? I don't know. Then they have to put Kendrick out in December. Well, I mean, Interscope, if they need somebody fourth quarter, but. Mm. Yeah. I'm, that puts I'm a lot. Curious. That puts a lot of pressure on Kendrick to have a hit if they put him in that like you November you slot. You don't think Kendrick got pressure already? Kendrick has so much pressure. He performed at the iHeartRadio Awards, which is a which was a an award show on freaking CBS. You know what song he did? California Love. He didn't even do his own song. That's how much pressure Kendrick is on right is under right now. Well, there's gonna be there's gonna he's gonna you know the the same sort of pressure that Nas faced with it was written. Kendrick's gonna face with this next next record. Um. On top of that, though, like, look, think back to 96. Like, imagine if Sony puts him in the fourth quarter slot. Like, he released in July. Right? Like, if Interscope saves, he's, in other words, Kendrick will be facing not just artistic pressure, but incredible commercial pressure. Yeah, exactly. How do you follow? We've talked about this before. Right. How do you follow up Good Kid, Mad City? What do you do? It's the it's one of the most fascinating, if not the most fascinating, question of t- 2014 because we know that Kanye will probably put out something this year. Yeah, something. It might be a side project. Who knows? We know it'll be different. He's at that point now. We just expect it'll be weird, and we have no idea if people are going to like it or not. Yeah. Um, I don't think Drake's coming out this year. Jay's too busy making money for Live Nation touring. He's not coming out this year. Basically, everybody came out last year. Yeah, Jay. Yeah, Jay's not coming out this year. Nope. Drake's not coming out this year. No, Eminem's only, not coming out this year. Not, the only two major people that are coming out, I believe Kanye will come out this year, and I believe Nicki will come out this year. Other than that, and of course Wayne, but right. like the big, big dog, nah. Right. Like fourth quarter seems to be wide open. Because I think all... 
Go ahead. It was wide until Beyonce dropped her surprise album. It was really wide open this past year too. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, because everybody dropped in the summer. Yeah, like June, July, August was crazy. Yeah, from May till yeah May through the summer was was. And then September, there's a lot of records. Like there's a lot of records, and then all of a sudden we get to November, we're like, doo, 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 doo. yeah. Like what do we do now? We go back and you know listen to those albums that we listened to for like a week, right? Because there was way too much going on. Crazy, crazy. crazy. Um, so let's talk about this Michael Jackson album real quick. All right. <laughs> did you listen to this? I did a couple times. So did you listen to the full deluxe edition where you get yeah the, right. the originals, and, the originals, yep. and then the new ones? Yep. I think it was a mistake putting the originals on there. Really? Yeah. I think most of the original versions are no good. Bugging. The 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 non Timberlake version of Love Never Felt So Good is that's straight up disco goodness. I don't know how I feel about the original versions. I, really? The acoustic yeah, the acoustic version is cool. The original version is cool, but they did so much to the Timberlake version. Right. They just they beefed it up like crazy, right? In a in a good way. Aside from that, the original versions, mm. nah, they're, nah, they're 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 dope because it's good to hear. I guess I guess I take back what I said about it because it was good to hear what they made from them, what they made out of them. Because neither one of the versions are whack. Like other than the the original version of Blue Gangsta is hilarious because it just reminds me of like that early two thousands. Struggle. Just, uh, struggle. Yeah. There's a lot of struggle records here. But it, it's interesting to hear you can tell what era Michael and they pulls from all different eras of Michael, which I thought was cool. So I, I, it was cool to hear, you know, that they got Chicago from that. You know right. what I'm saying? That they got Slave to the Rhythm from that, which I believe Slave to the Rhythm sound like dangerous and Chicago sounded like bad. And I don't, I don't remember. Right, but they're not really great. <laughs> I mean, they're, they're, you have to look at it, though. If they were great records, I think they'd be out. So I'm not expecting great. The One of the few great unreleased Michael Jackson songs is the demo version of PYT, but they already put that out. Hmm. They're scraping right now because every 25-year anniversary, 20-year anniversary, they're putting out deluxe versions with unreleased tracks. I don't know if Michael was in a studio like that. Hmm. And if he was, he might have been sitting on a bunch of stuff that wasn't finished. Because to me, even some of these songs don't sound finished. You could tell Mike was like kind of referencing stuff like, yeah, I'm going to come back to that. And he never did. Here's another problem. Like, so there's a lot of Timbo here. A lot of Timbo and J-Rock. And yeah. the problem is, is like tempos are different now. Yes. So when it turns out that when Timbaland makes mid-tempo records they sound like throwaway Justin Timberlake tracks, which is so ironic and hilarious. Yeah. Um, I really, I'm, I'm cool with this. I'm good. Interesting. You're the first person to say that. Most people really like this project. I also, and, and see, I'm about to get crucified. I, you know. You're not a big Michael Jackson fan. Post, and you know what? I can't even judge Dangerous because, like, I owned that tape when I was a little kid. You know, yep. I hear that record and I'm seven years old again. Um, yep. 
Everything after that? Mm. No, nah, I think that's general consensus. Well, there's Maybe a, like, let me tell you, there's a lot of records from that from that after that on this, you know, a lot of lot of yeah. lot of lot of last say third of his career, MJ here. Yeah, I think um, history might have been the last like pretty decent Michael. I mean, of course, of course, you count records like Butterflies and a couple records, but you know, for the most part, yeah, I think everybody agrees that after Dangerous. But I mean, that's when his life went crazy. So, right, but even da- even dangerous is um. Nah, there's a there's a dip, there's mm-hmm. a dip. I mean, you go and there's no shots to Teddy Riley because Teddy Riley to me is one of the greatest producers of all time. But you go from Quincy Jones to Teddy Riley, and it just on because out of that you got Remember the Time, which is an incredible record. Right. But you still got a lot of very hit and miss with that Dangerous album. I know. Sounds like on, sounds like ahead. we could do an MJ retro. I think we could do it. I mean, I, I was on Twitter today ranking albums. Like we, we, we need to. Yeah, we I would remix our discography. I was. Or we co- could remix our retro. I was. I was cool with you listening like foreign exchange records. I'm not gonna, you know, go ahead let that off for free. But then you go this common. Now, come on. Somebody asked about common. Well, you know. Are we gonna do a common retro? No, but we could have talked about it for five minutes. We can do a common retro. Why can't we do a common retro? Um, that's a good question. Why can't we do a common? Yeah, why not? I think it'd be. I think it'd be good TV. We we covered we covered the second half of his career pretty thoroughly between the Neptunes retro and the Kanye retro. Yeah, but mm. you have albums like <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> I mean you have albums like One Day It All Makes Sense. No, like, I agree. What? I agree. So I mean we could do it. All right, we 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 can think about that. Um, so you like the you like this Michael Jackson record? Uh, I mean, and I, I'll say this: my daughter is a huge Michael Jackson fan. And she will be here in a couple weeks. So when I'm in the car or when I'm in the house cleaning up, I'm going to throw it on. I'm going to see what she thinks because she has a really good ear for music, too. And she's a Michael Jackson stan. So those two things together, she she should be able to tell. So I'm, I'm not I'm not sure yet. I don't hate it, but I'm not I'm waiting on her to listen to it like thoroughly. Here, keep it with. Here's what I don't understand. Look at the look at the last. 12 to 18 months that Pharrell Williams has had. Son. You're telling me they couldn't have signed the check for whatever he wanted to get a real single out of this. He could, like... I he, really I really want to know what he would have... Because Love Never Felt So Good just just reeks of Pharrell. Just re, It just has the Pharrell stench all over it. Right. I mean, even the, the reference, the, the tones, the... Everything just screams for real. I would have loved to have seen what he would have did with those records. Right. But for whatever reason, I don't know, man. I know. There's just something keeping Pharrell away from, from Michael Jackson. Yeah. you. How do you pass on you don't have to call? Or well, rock your body. Rock your body. Uh, uh, what was the other one? Wasn't like I love you with Michael Jackson? It sounds too? like it should have been. God, I know. I know. God. You don't have to call as the killer. You don't have to call. That would have been MJ's biggest single of the past. That would have been a com- that would have been a comeback. What would Usher have been without that song, though? That's a good question too. You know, because granted, eighty-seven on one had other hits, but you don't have to did. call. You don't have to call. That was the summer, right? Yeah, but don't forget, we talked about this on the Confessions tenth tenth anniversary. Jermaine Dupree spent the first part of recording confessions chasing after um 
the other singles from 8701. Yeah, he did. I don't know if it really would have mattered. He could have, I mean, because as much as we love You Don't Have to Call, his career will forever be defined by confessions. Agreed. Agreed. To, to, to the point where they didn't even put on, they didn't even put Sweet Life on the album. That's crazy. I know. Stop doing this, Dot. Like, now you're going to make many, me mad. How many episodes of Clock Radio Speakers devolve into us complaining about Neptune's records that get left <laughs> off? It's got to be a dozen. Um, so, last thing for music. Um, we've talked about this this uh, band on the podcast before, Black Keys. Um, this is not hip-hop, so I apologize to everybody who only wants, wants to talk about hip-hop and R&B. Everybody shut off the... Shut it off. Nah, nah. Um, they are, uh, they are, yes, they are a rock band, heavily, um, blues inspired. They've been working with Danger Mouse for the past, goodness, three, four years now, to a point where he's essentially the third member of the band. Um, and the sound is sort of adjusted accordingly. So they got a new record out called, uh, Turn Blue. Um, and they're going a little bit of, uh, 60s and 70s, I want to say soul influence, more like psychedelic soul, if you want to call it something like that. But there's some really, really dope records on here. Um, you know, in case people are interested, pretty sure as of today, you can, I think you can go get this on Spotify. Um, let's see. Waiting on Words is incredible. Um, and I need to figure out a way to sample um, the guitar riff at the, at the beginning that doesn't end up sounding like a sequel to Nobody Knows. <laughs> <laughs> um, Bullet uh... in the Brain is incredible. Um, Fever is the current single right now. Great bass line. Um, there's a uh, there's definitely like a 70s rock kind of vibe to this um, where, you know, we got more guitar solos and more keyboards. Um, but it's a, it's a, you know, it's a really good record. I've, I've described other records this way. It's a really good record to put on when you clean in your house. Okay. You can just sort of let it go. All of a sudden you uh, you're like, oh. And that sort of gets your attention and you, you know, but everything's sort of like, even the records that aren't, there's no, there's no, there's nothing bad on here. There's nothing on here where you hear and you're like, oh, everything is, it is, is cool to really great. Um, and the black Keys, you know, um, if you're unfamiliar with the black keys, they've won Grammys, their records are all over car commercials and other sorts of commercials. You've undoubtedly heard their music. If you pay any attention to like modern media, you probably just, you might not know who they are, but absolutely. Um, you know, if you're looking for a change of pace, it's a it's a it's a good record. I like it a lot. Um, we're, we're we're really getting back to um, like in popular music, basslines are like really matter. Like if you think about, I mean, blurred lines is is about that baseline, that little baseline breakdown in the fourth bar, right? That makes that record. When's right? the last time that happened? Well, like the mid '90s. Maybe like the and maybe the the alternative boom like after grunge kind of fell off. Right, because um with you know with trap records, basslines are more booming instead of melodic. Yes. Right. You've got DJ Mustard trying to bring back like that mid bass, that sort of synth bass melody, mm-hmm. which works on on trap drums to a certain degree. But this is like basically like disco basslines. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Sort of like you hear it and you're like, oh, white people dancing like that, you know. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) But um, but yeah, uh, I'm 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 always uh always been a Black Keys fan. I wish I would have seen them live before they blew up. Now, when you go to see them, they're on they're on stadium status. So, stadium status. It's expensive. Not Beyonce, Jay, 
levels of expense, but you know, it's expensive. There's levels to this. <laughs> there is indeed level. Yeah, always, always catch your. And and that's funny. Maybe we could end the show on this. Like, yeah. Because I said this earlier, just with the foreign exchange show that I went to yesterday, I, I realized that I'm a, I'm a bigger fan of the intimate experience. Like even when I have shows. When I have like large, when I do larger shows, I'm not really like all that comfortable. But when I do small, intimate shows with 50, 75, 100 people, I, I, I like it's, it's better to me. So in turn, I like going to those shows better. So, you know, with Foreign Exchange rocking for two or 300 people in a small, sweaty room, you know, the Kendrick show that I went to was probably about two or 300 people. The Joe Budden show I went to was like two or 300 people. You know, I'm not going to count the Kanye one because that was a good stadium experience, but I'm not going to say that I'm super familiar with the, 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 uh, the stadium experience other than like, you know, football games and wrestling matches and stuff. But right. like, you know, you go to a lot of Francis and the light shows, which are super intimate, very intimate. Um, you know, for you, because you've been to the Yeezus tour and a few other places, like what what's the difference to you as a as a fan, not even, you know, in nerdy Dockland, but just right. just as a fan, is there a difference? Do you prefer one over the other? I think it depends. I think um I think it really depends on the artist. I think that you really can make music that is suited for certain venues. Um like I'm, you know, my wife and I are like two of the biggest Francis and Lights fans on the planet. And like, but I don't necessarily, like he's not, if you put him in like a stadium show, his like stage setup, his stage show isn't, isn't like built for that. Like if anything, due to the way that like, you know, true, true to the name of his band, like the lights in the show tend to play like a pretty heavy role with like different color changes for songs. Like it works well in like a medium venue where everybody's sort of, low and you're looking up at the stage and it becomes this enclosed thing and that's like the performance up there whereas like at this point you know if kanye does a small show it's typically like a little attention grabbing thing or whatever and he could do a small show if he really wanted to but his personality is so big what he delivers is so big like when you go to a big like so there's like there's there's levels there's like small shows and there's like mid-sized club shows you sort of work your way up you get arena shows right like that's where I saw Jesus in the Boston Garden, the TD Garden. Then there's like stadium records, where stadium shows, where it's like a football stadium, like forty to eighty thousand people, right? And that's where you can't, you're not even going to be that close, and it becomes about the spectacle. Everything, every, all the movements have to get bigger. The explosions have to get bigger. It becomes about the show. Like I saw, um. What did I, see? I saw Arcade Fire a couple months back and it was a small sort of arena show, but we were like further back because we sort of got the cheap tickets. And mm-hmm. at, when you get to a certain distance back, it's like the spectacle. It's basically like you're watching the spectacle and you're hearing music you really like. It's not so much like I'm really close to my perform to this artist and I can see them do this little thing or that I can see their interaction with the crowd. And, it, you know, it's it's more like. It's, you know what it is? It, it, the analogy translates really well to film. It's like sometimes, like this weekend, I probably want to go see Godzilla. I've been hearing good things. I heard, I heard, it, I heard, it's, uh, I heard they pulled it off. Right. That, you need to see Godzilla on a big In the screen. theater. Agreed. Right. But like this movie that just came out that I also want to see called Neighbors. That's a comedy. Looks pretty funny. I could yeah. see that on the big screen, but that movie's going to be fine on my flat screen at home. Right. 
right? Same goes from for, for artists. Some artists can go, they can they can fit nicely in, in between, but you know, some are just suited for that sort of big oversized venue and some don't. And vice versa, like if you tried to stuff the Yeezus tour into like a house of blues, it would just be weird. Yeah. Like he he's got too much for that at this point. Yeah. Um, but back to what I was saying about the Black Keys is like, you know, they have the kind of catalog and they're the kind of band where like a, a, a small show like four years ago would have been awesome to go see. Right. And yes. the problem is, is like once you get to like stadium status now stadiums and even stadiums, there's like different there is levels. There's like baseball stadiums, which are a little smaller. There's like college football stadiums and there's like NFL like there's different like. Even there, there's sizes. Like, I think they're playing, like, you know, big arenas and small baseball stadiums, basically. But, um, you know, the prices go up. The expectations go up. You know. That's in- that's interesting. I-, I didn't know that baseball stadiums were considered smaller. Like, Yankee Stadium seats, like, 40,000 people. But Giant Stadium seats, like, 80. Right. That's a big difference if you're watching a show. Interesting. Which I think, you know, it's interesting now that I'm trying, you know, I'm pretty sure like Jay and Beyonce, like Jay and Beyonce, when they go to New York, I'm pretty sure they're doing shows at Giant Stadium. That's a big stadium. And when they come to Boston, they're doing where the Patriots play. That's a big stadium. You know, prices are big. You expect the whole show. You expect, you know, all sorts of stuff. It's a spectacle. True. Different kind of show. True. Different price, different expectations. True. True. Very true. We didn't even talk anything sports, which is good. Um, anything else you want to say, man, before we uh we get out this week? Nah, just make sure you stay tuned to uh follow me on Twitter at Armand Wake Up, on Instagram at Armand Wake Up. We'll be doing these uh Kairos Week reveals for the rest of the week. Uh every day at 5 21 p.m. Eastern. If you don't want to wait that long, I am sending out the uh um, sending out the reveals earlier to my mailing list. Uh, so go to armandwakeup.com, sign up for that if you want. If you don't want to wait till five o'clock and be refreshing the inst- your Instagram, I'm saying you can get it straight to your email. Also, if you are on the mailing list and if, you, if, you've, ever da- if you've ever downloaded anything from thisiscaros.com, uh, which is my band camp pretty much, um, you are on the list. However, make sure you check the promotions tab if you have a Gmail address. Because the <clears throat> excuse me, the emails are going there. So um, check your promotions tab, and the email should be there if you are getting them, and or if you think you should be getting them and you are not. You so, know, but you know what? Let's be honest. They should. Everybody should be flagging that as important in Gmail. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. The most important thing ever. Just just stay tuned, man. Because this next week's gonna be really, really, really fun. Um, I don't know if we're gonna be able to do a clock radio speakers, but Doc and I will be very busy this week. He and I have a few things to do. Got some things. Yeah, got some things and some stuff to take care of. So, yeah, man, just, you know, look forward to it. Hopefully, th- hopefully this episode will hold you down. If not, the last few weeks have been some fantastic Clock Radio Speakers episodes. If you haven't, you know, this is a good time for you to go back and revisit some of those. The Donald Sterling episode was amazing. The Religion and Hip Hop episode was amazing. We got some really, really good shows. Um, go back in the deck and, uh, and check those out. And you know what? Go back and check episode 100. 
where, where we broke, yes. where we, where we went in depth on Kairos for Kairos Week. Yo, I had somebody hit me up uh, yesterday and said that they listened to that episode a hundred or they listened a hundred times. They listened to that a hundred times. My fourth album. He listened to it three times, and Praise Break is what made him understand Kairos. So three episodes of Clock Radio Speakers, listening to the album nonstop for a year, still didn't quite grasp it, and then a totally new project. So go back and revisit it because you never know some of the things that we said. And I, and I highly suggest that you go and you, you, uh, you dust off Kairos and you should still be in your rotation, of course. But if it's not, put it back in there for the week because there's going to be a lot going on for Kairos week. A lot. A lot. We've already revealed Snooze Button 3. So that's two mixtapes in two weeks. And we shot a video. We're releasing a video for Poor Effort. And that's just Monday and Tuesday. We've still got three more days of stuff. So, yeah, should be fun. And uh, everybody can follow me on Twitter at Doc underscore Beats, S not a Z. And the only thing I'm probably doing this week is uh, helping our mom finish up snooze button. <laughs> Pretty much. And that's that's waiting on me to do one so, more record. It's, it's all good. It's all good. Uh, you know, you're like you're 99% done with something and you're like, ah, I'll get to it later. And before you know it, you're like, it's like crunch time. Yeah. We've gotten a lot better. This isn't this isn't going to be a Cairo situation. <laughs> No, this won't be a Cairo situation where we're we're still mixing records after the album is out. It's not gonna happen. Never That'll again. Never, Never again. So uh, everybody, thank you for listening this week. And uh, if we don't catch you next week, we'll catch you after that. <laughs>